The sound of the Amis tribe on Radio Taiwan International. Thanks for joining us on Radio Taiwan International. I'm Emma Banak bringing you 50 minutes of English language features. Up ahead in today's program, we have Behind the Beats, again with me, Emma Banak, and I'll be discussing some of Taiwan's great music artists, okay? Uh, but first, we begin with Here in Taiwan. Today is Wednesday, February 23rd, and you're listening to Here in Taiwan on Radio Taiwan International. I'm Emma Banak, and I'm joined now in the studio by Shirley Lin. Hi there. Uh, today, we're going to talk about a few different topics. Uh, so we'll start off talking about a five-story tall light installation that's featured in Taoyuan City, not too far from Taipei. Uh, after that, we'll talk about how Greenpeace is trying to limit the single-use plastic um, here in Taiwan. And then also we'll talk a bit about how uh, an Olympian skater from Taiwan is possibly going to be punished for some inappropriate remarks over the Olympics. All that coming up on Here in Taiwan. All right. Hi, Shirley. Um, so the first thing, uh, the first story that we have today is about this light installation in Taoyuan. I don't know if you've heard about this. I certainly haven't, but it's five stories mm -hmm. tall. So what? It's, oh, really? It's no, I haven't pretty heard. huge. Um, and it's really been built to celebrate the Lunar New Year. And it was designed by this Irish chandelier designer, which I was a little surprised. I thought they would choose a Taiwanese designer. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it took the the designers a year to put together this whole installation because it's made up of over 3,000 cubes. Exact, to be exact, 3,636 glass cubes made from titanium and optical glass wow. to make this whole thing. And Sounds very heavy. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't. I don't think anybody's picking it up. <laughs> yeah, and so anyway, the theme was inspired by um, a poem from. Uh, I guess it's a pretty old poet. Mm -hmm. I've never heard of him. Maybe you have. His name is like Tao Yuan Ming. Um, oh. He's a Six Dynasties poet, and it's called the Peach Blossom Spring. So yeah. basically, it's anyway. This installation is in. Sinshi Park in Pingzhen, in which is in Taoyuan. I've okay. never been to this part at all, but if it's not too hard to get to, I guess I'd like to check it out, depending on how long it's going to be for. Mm. Ooh, oh, it actually says it's only going to be there until February 28th. I feel like uh. we've talked about several exhibits now that yeah. are only until the end of February. Like oh, I think okay. last week we talked about the... Um, Kaohsiung? Uh, it? No, it was the Orchid Show. Oh, 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 or, oh, no, oh. no, Tulip Show in Shilin, okay. which is also until the 28th. Right. And anyway, this installation only lights up for five minutes, but it's every half hour between 6 p.m. and 10 p.m. Mm -hmm. So still have a couple of chances to see it. Although, to be completely honest, I don't know if I'm going to have time to make it all the way to Taoyuan. I know. Before between the now and then. Yeah. I know, really. So so it's made of 
glass kind of so it's yeah, all glassy looking kind yeah. of it's sort of like a light show I'm trying to and there's it. also music accompaniment i uh-huh. can definitely show you the picture later light show okay mm-hmm. huh yeah so i mean this designer he's not i mean to be honest i've never heard of him his name is billy canning and he's working with a guy named sammy leo mm-hmm. um and anyway canning has had uh, light projects that are up for display in Times Square in New York, uh, in Windsor Castle in the UK, and in Washington, D.C., and Kennedy Center. So clearly, if you're... So he's kind of famous. <laughs> in the chandelier designer industry, I guess yeah. he's kind of a big deal. Um, wow. I don't know too much about that field, but mm. that's pretty cool that he's doing something in Taoyuan. And it took him a year to get it yeah. installed. That's incredible. Five story high. Well, I'm sure there's like a lot of trial and error and things like that. But still a year sounds like something that I should really make time and make the trip to go out there and see it. I know it's pretty crazy. Like you spend so much time putting it together and I'm not sure the exact day that they put it up, but I mean, it's going down pretty soon. Yeah. Um, The thing is, it actually was only supposed to stay up until this past Sunday, February 20th. But it was extended for eight more days because people liked it that much. Yeah. Which is pretty cool that, um, I don't know, people's reaction can change. Uh, oh, yeah, definitely. Like plans for things. Yeah. You know? Wow, that's great. Yeah. Huh. I wonder if, I mean, I'm sure he's going to like, you know, make this installation last, like, you know, move it to another city or another country even. But that's going to be such a to chore. To take the whole thing apart again and put it back together. Wow. I wonder if he's able to do that. I mean, you know, something like that you spend so much time on, you want it to last and and reuse it and, and you know, like have it exhibited everywhere, all over the world, make the trip. But yeah, I think it sounds like it's going to be quite a task. Yeah. If it's that huge, five-story high. Yeah. But who knows? I mean, maybe both of us, 15 years from now, we'll be in a completely different part of the world. And right. We'll and it was see oh us. My God, yeah, oh, like, we know about yeah. this. <laughs> He's back. Um, so who knows? Maybe even though this might be the closest we ever get to, even though Taoyuan doesn't feel that close, it might be the closest we get to be able to seeing it, mm. depending on how things go. But um, who knows? Maybe we'll have other types of installations in the future. That would be mm-hmm. pretty cool. Right. All right, Shirley. So um, next, you were saying something about uh, Greenpeace trying to cut down on single-use plastic? Yes, it's Greenpeace Taiwan, and they're calling um, Taiwan's own retail chain stores to follow the example of Coca-Cola and set reusable packaging targets. Because the um, Coca-Cola company, um, earlier this month, they pledged to only use bottles made of at least 25% recycled materials by the year 2030. And Coca-Cola's pledge came after environmentalists named it one of the world's largest plastic polluters Mm -hmm. for four years in a row. And so, um, yeah, if it's a major company like that, they're saying, you know, uh, uh, Greenpeace Taiwan is saying like, hey, if Coca-Cola can do it, so can we. So they basically had been communicating with like PX Mart, which is probably the 
most popular supermarket nowadays. I think they're doing a great job. We've got one just down from where I live,、mm-hmm. and it's so convenient. It's it's a little small, but doesn't have everything. But you know, it's just so convenient. They're, Does they're it have eggs these days? I know、uh, that's been something.、I've、well, been I haven't been to、for. the supermarket for a while,、mm-hmm. and and living without eggs, so I haven't checked. You know, but I think eggs are back, right? What What about you? Do you, have you seen eggs in New York? It's weird, you know, like、uh, they were gone for a while and then they came back a bit. So I was like, okay, I don't need to stock up on eggs or anything. But then I went back to some stores again later and they were out again. Well, like, I'm、what? telling you, it's panic buying. It's totally panic buying. That's just how Taiwanese people are. Anyway, for those who don't know what we're talking about, <laughs> we've been、uh, we've had an egg shortage、uh, for reasons like COVID. The weather, the weather, yeah, the it's avian gone, flu, the avian flu. The weather was just too cold. There was a drop in demand, not, I think, yeah, from people、hatching. in general.、So、yeah. yeah, right, 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 right. So those reasons, it's really re- weird that、yeah. we have this egg shortage because you know I've been back thirty years and never heard of egg shortage until now. Yeah,、But、anyway, it's,、uh, it's led me to do some unusual things, I guess. Like I,、uh, I remember one time I went to a breakfast shop and I was like, "Can I just um." Buy some eggs、oh, yeah. directly. Oh and, really? And they were like,、um, "No, we don't do that." And then I was、yeah. like,、um, <laughs> "Okay, well then, can I just、uh, can you cook five eggs for me, and then can I、yeah. have them?" And they're like, "Okay, yeah, sure." Yeah. And I'm just like, "Okay, like I'd rather cook them myself, and I would pay the same price for them if you just gave them to me." So I don't understand what the big deal is. I don't know. Maybe they're not trying. They're trying to like not encourage that sort of behavior. Yeah, that's it. They but, don't want other people、mm-hmm. copying the same thing. Yeah. But then、so、yesterday was, I went to、yeah. a breakfast shop. And this time, I just directly asked them. I was like, "Oh, can you cook five eggs for me?" And they're like, "Oh, like, are you not able to buy eggs?" And I was、oh. like, "Yeah." And they said, "Oh, like, we can just give them to you directly.、Oh. If, I mean, we can cook them or give it to you directly." I was like, "Yes, please, just give me them directly." Because I was like, "This way, I can make them a nice omelet with some peppers and stuff like that." Yeah. Yeah. So I've had mixed results with my.、Uh, My search、oh, for the、okay. e- for the、All、eggs、right. in Taiwan. Yeah, so that's the egg shortage saga lately.、Um, so anyway, Greenpeace Taiwan also went on to communicate with besides PX Mart, also Carrefour, Seven Eleven, and other convenience stores. Yeah, these are the big places, you know, that have eggs. Carrefour is a big super hypermart here in Taiwan too. And anyway, so actually they've been communicating for two years about reducing disposable plastic. Actually. Say、so、it's see it's just people are I don't know it's just really hard you know with policies and politics <laughs> and everything just about reducing plastic. But here I'm you know complaining why these people can't comply. I I I personally am a person who feels like if there's no plastic bags ever again, I don't like how I can live with that. Actually, I know. I mean, like I'm a big fan of using reusable bags, but I mean. Even though I really try, you know, sometimes you just don't have a bag with you, and you really need a bag. Yeah, and you're just like, oh, like I don't want to buy a bag, but、yeah. like I、yeah. remember now. Come to think of it, maybe it was two years before,、um, or three. I don't know, a long time ago. I remember going on the MRT, the subway station,、uh, subway system, and I saw this woman. She did not. She. I mean, it's obvious you need a bag, but she was like holding, you know. All these like lunch boxes and、uh. like these containers and and a cup of something. And, like he, she's just kind of holding them, a stack of like four or five things in her hand. I feel like something bad's going to happen <laughs> in this story. And I think maybe she ended up having to put them on the floor or something.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And you know that she's like trying to you know be very environmental, but then、uh, you know things like that. But of course.、Um, You know, I know that there are these bags that you can you know, like use to fill、um, soups, 
noodles and everything、oh, you want to、yeah. get takeout.、Mm-hmm. I I know that years ago I saw these things and they're very expensive. Yeah, yeah. But and but I don't see how convenient they are because actually my daughter、um, she got one of those before. I don't know. I'm really wondering if she's still using them. But when it comes to like you know like maybe you, it, it, she used it to feel like um, very um, what do you call it greasy kind of soup or something like that, and and then trying to wash it out, it's like pretty hard. Yeah, I can imagine.、Clean. I mean,、yeah. I have that problem sometimes with、uh, my reusable, like plastic containers for things that I make. I yeah, just, you know, if I make something that has red sauce, like I will be scrubbing、oh. that for a very long time. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So anyway, well, I guess they brought the example of Taichung City Government,、um, and and also the drink shops in that city. They are participating in the Greenpeace Taiwan's reusable cup program. You've heard about this? It's yeah, like yeah, you、mm-hmm. take your cup to you know if you go to a drink shop instead of using their disposable cups, you use your own cup. Oh no no no! You use a reusable cup, and then you, if you were to return it within three days, then you get a refund or something like that. Well,、mm. anyway, if you bring your own cup, you get also get a discount, and also、um, you, they I, I think you if you. If you were to keep it for more than a few days, then they assume that you're making your own cup. Then you have to pay a certain amount.、Oh, something I'm so so confused. I think like you're not allowed to use the machine again or something, or maybe、oh, you had to pay. Oh right, oh right, pay、yeah. a penalty or something.、Mm-hmm. Oh no, no, there's no penalty actually. There's no penalty、um, system. But anyway, it sounds a little complicated, and I thought, yeah, but I don't know. I wonder how hygienic, hygienic. You know those cups are, even though you know that they brought back and they're washed and disinfected and everything. But yeah, I, don't know. I always wonder if those sort of things will catch on. Like I think, I think we talked about this story before, and maybe they had a location or something near Taipei Main Station. But I、yeah. don't think I, I've, I don't know if I've seen this thing in Taipei, in Taipei, but I saw it in Tainan actually.、Oh, okay, and it was how did that work? Oh,、uh, well, um, I didn't use it myself, but、mm. I saw it right in front of um like. This McDonald's that's really、okay. popular because it's right、uh, in this university、oh, area. Okay. So okay. there's lots of students that are always going、yeah. in there, and they're always buying drinks and、right. stuff. So I was like, oh, you know, I mean, if I had to pick a location, I think that this is a pretty good one.、Mm-hmm. I didn't see anybody using it though, so、uh-huh. I don't, I don't know. I think yeah, I just pe- wonder how successful it is. Yeah, I mean, I like in theory, it's an interesting idea, but I think a lot of people, you know, just for the convenience of it, I. Mm, I don't know if it's also one of those things where you have to download an app or something to be able to use it. Like I saw,、uh, I saw、yeah. in a lot of MRT stations now they have、um, what's it called? These things that you can rent that are little chargers for your phone. Oh you yeah, take them、Aren't、and return them. I think they were doing a promotion before the new year where they were free for maybe the first、uh-huh. hour or something, but now you、oh, need、okay. to pay. Okay. But I think you also need to like scan some QR code and maybe download something. Yeah, that to shouldn't be, be too hard, right? It shouldn't be too hard, <laughs> but the thing is, it's like a deterrent for me. I was just like, yeah, I, I was just curious about it. I didn't even really need it, so I was like, oh, yeah, I, I say you're on、like, a rush, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I know. Yeah, that's how I feel too. You know, just all the hassle. I don't know. I'm just. I hate hassles. Yeah, I、so. like carrying my own cup around. I,、yeah. I try to do that, and I'm not a. I know you said this before. Like you don't really go to drink shops that often anyway. Right. Yeah. Um. But a lot of drink shops they'll actually give you a discount if you use your own cup. Yeah. You do. Although yeah, some of them now with the pandemic they don't accept it if you try to give them your cup. I don't know. Oh I guess, really? 
Well, it says that the EPA late、uh, last year announced this draft rule that would oh starting July first、um, to restrict you know these drink shops from providing foam plastic cups and ask them to refund people who bring their own cups five NT each. That's like eighteen US cents. Five NT, really? The most I ever get is like two NT. Oh, okay, yeah. Ooh, so, should I should I、uh, say <laughs> something to them about this? <laughs> yeah, I know. But anyway, but that's not till July first. Maybe they、oh, think okay, that、okay. you know they should hike up the refund. But anyway,、um, I mean, I mean, this is definitely the right thing to do.、Mm-hmm. But it's just you know the beginning. In the beginning, everything is complicated, you know, and then trying to you know c- talk people into doing the right thing, you know, takes time and perseverance. How do you、so. think Taiwan compares to other countries that you've been to in terms of using single-use plastics or just environmentalism? We're, we're terrible. We're, I mean, people <laughs> are just so into these disposable one-use cups and everything.、Mm-hmm. We're so bad.、Um, plastic bags too. You know. I mean, you know, there's it's so convenient with takeouts. Literally, every restaurant you know allows takeouts, and we have so many small eateries. They're cheap and everything,、mm-hmm, yeah. but they all give you a plastic bag. But I'm sure that people want to go home and they say, "Oh, let's eat," and then they just throw away that bag. You know,、mm-hmm. I I keep them because I I I use them for kitchen waste. Yeah,、mm-hmm. yeah, and so, but、um, yeah. I don't think we're doing that good. We should be doing better. Yeah. Because you know we come away with just using plastic bags so much. Even at like traditional wet markets, oh, there are oh, tons、yeah. of plastic bags everywhere. I mean, you know, you 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 ask for uh you know half a kilo of meat, and then they give you a plastic bag. You want some clams, they give you a plastic bag, and. What do they do in the U.S. if they want? I mean, if you're an environmentalist and then you want to get some clams from, do they have wet markets? They don't, don't have、know. a lot of wet markets. I mean, in the US. there must be some, but to be honest, I don't think I've really been there.、Um, yeah. yeah, but I know I have seen more and more stores in Taiwan that are like, even with buying things like eggs or anything, like you bring your own container、right. to get anything、oh, yeah. like that. My daughter shops at that kind of、mm-hmm. sh- stores. Yes. Yeah, I think it just takes a lot of planning beforehand to make sure that you're bringing everything. Yeah, that you need. and I don't know, people aren't the best sometimes when it comes to planning and in our busy lives, just kind of being like, I、oh, know. Like, so I feel like I need to always carry with me these reusable bags,、mm-hmm. and so my bag is always heavy.、Uh, <laughs> you know, because I think、oh, I need this, so I put it in my bag. I need that, I put it in my bag. There have been times, and it's funny when I say, "Ah,、oh, it's just making my bag too heavy," so I take it out. That very day, I needed yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> that that always happens to me too. I know, right?、Um, I think Taipei is kind of cool though, in that it uses some other garbage bags that you have to maybe they're a little more expensive. Oh yeah, you、something. pay for it. And I think I don't know. I think it's supposed to make people be more considerate when they think about、uh, can I possibly recycle this or something?、Mm, yeah. I know yeah. when I first came here when I moved from Tainan.、Uh, in Tainan, we don't have that system. Oh. And I first found I it、know. like. Very annoying. I was just like, oh, like I just want to use the mother bags. But then when people were like, well, it's supposed to be for、it. environmental、yeah. reasons and stuff, I was like, okay, well, I guess I can't really <laughs> complain about it then. But to me, it was just seemed a little odd.、Mm. Um, just an extra thing to think about. But you know, if taking that extra time to you know think a little more or plan a little better to be more environmentally conscious, that's something that I'm willing to do. All right, so this law story—it's、uh, something that a lot of news sources have been talking about, like in terms of Taiwan news.、Uh, 
uh, just things that have been going on in terms, also in terms of the Olympics, which mm. I believe the Olympics are over now. I would think so. I think so. Yeah. Did you watch them at all? Actually, no. <laughs> I'm not really into winter sports. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no. Yeah, I I like watching ice skating, but oh. I I didn't see any this year. Um, although I did like, I was just kind of scrolling through some things online, and I thought I was watching the like current Olympics for ice skating, but it turns out it was the ones that I think were in Korea four years ago or something for uh-huh. those Winter Olympics. But <laughs> okay, ice skating is is something that I'm pretty fascinated by. Although, so you ice skate? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fascinated by watching other people do okay. it. Yeah. So anyway, I don't know if you've heard about this at all, but um, there's an Olympic speed skater um, named uh, Huang Yuting, and she uh, she's definitely caused some controversy, um, starting with a couple of things. So first, she posted this training video on Instagram where she was wearing a Chinese national team skin suit. Yeah, skin, skin suit, suit yeah. yeah which i have no idea why she would be wearing that in the first place to be honest i remember reading an article saying that she said you know sports is sports you know it, it crosses nationality it doesn't make any difference like and then like who you make friends with so she just you know she said i'm just making friends with people and so you know um what's wrong with that but like so, what reason would she have to be wearing I guess they, team she made friends suit. with some, you know, um, athletes from China and they gave her this training suit. And so she just wore it without thinking too much about it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it seems like she has done some things that she's apologized for, but then later it, she did it again. Yeah. So <laughs> it seems like people aren't really taking her apologies too seriously. She hasn't been penalized yet. Um, she even was one of the flag barriers uh, right. at the Olympics opening ceremony. Like she was allowed to compete as planned. Um, but yeah, she made more comments during the games uh, saying that she felt really warmly welcomed by the crowds in Beijing and she felt like she was competing on home turf. Mm, um, okay. I think it's just like such a sensitive situation between Taiwan and China. You know, if someone from the U.S. said something like, oh, like I felt really warmly, you know, received here, like I was on home turf, like no one would really think that much about it because obviously it's not their home, you know, mm-hmm. that, but I, I think, you know, people here, they're like, yeah. okay, well, you're, we don't want to hear that you're saying that these are the same places, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I, I think we can safely, you know, come to a conclusion that she's pro-China, mm-hmm. you know, and that's why she's saying those kind of things. Um yeah, she was um, she was the flag bearer in the opening uh, ceremony, and then she was able to compete and everything. Well, actually, personally, I don't think there's any reason why she need to be penalized for any reason. Yeah, it but, seems like mm-hmm. yeah, but then they 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 you know she they didn't let her be the flag bearer at the closing ceremony. So yeah, Emma, I think it is definitely over. <laughs> I think so. But anyway, yeah. Mm-hmm. So she wasn't. Yeah, I mean, although originally she was supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. So. The Democratic, the Democratic Progressive Party seems to be more into, uh, you know, investigating her situation and seeing mm. if there is any grounds to penalize her on. Uh, but the Kuomintang, like they are, they seem to be saying that the DPP is overreacting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so DPP, by the way, the Democratic Progressive Party is the ruling party, mm-hmm. and Kuomintang is the the opposition big party (laughs) yeah Yeah. 
Well, anyway, it doesn't seem that apparently Huang says that um, like the speed skater, she says she's not returning to Taiwan anytime soon, actually. Oh. Uh, yeah, she's going to the United States to prepare for upcoming skating events. Oh, 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 oh okay. Yeah, so I don't think she would be very warmly welcomed in Taiwan. Like, I don't know if mm. she would feel that it was really her home turf as much as she might have felt when she left. Mm. Um. So, yeah, I don't know. I feel like the Olympics and politics always have, you know, are strongly just, connected. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like, you know, um, after the initial, um, how should I say it, you know, just like posting her, her you know, picture with with a with a skin suit made by China, um, made, uh, you know, I'm just thinking that everything after that, why does it sound to me like she's just intentional, you know? Yeah, it does and sound that like... really does turn people down. I mean, if she's intentional, yeah, right? anybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, just anybody coming from anybody. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that is about all that we have time for today. So uh, thanks for tuning in to here in Taiwan. Uh, I'm Emma Badak. And I'm Shirley Lin. All right, next up we have uh, Behind the Beats again with me, and you'll be listening to some more music by some really special Taiwanese artists. Bye. Bye. Welcome to Behind the Beats. I'm Emma Banak, and this episode is going to be a continuation of last week's exploration into the band Hello Nico. Now, just to give you a little bit of background in case you've forgotten or didn't catch that last episode, Hello Nico is a Taiwanese alternative rock band that got founded in 2013. They made quite a name for themselves. In 2016, they were nominated for the 27th Golden Melody Award in the category of Best New Artist. So while they've definitely been noticed in some groups, they haven't really released that much new music in the past few years, although I'm hoping that that's going to change soon. Their songs deal with a lot of different kinds of emotional turmoil and finding yourself. You'll see as I go through the next few songs how that's really a common theme for them. Now the first song that you'll be hearing is called Mian Xiang Ziji, which means facing yourself. So as you can see, a lot of their music deals with self-exploration and, yeah, I guess not being afraid of one's own personal demons. I like this song for a few reasons. I really like the string instruments that they use. And something I also like, which uh, maybe you'll feel for yourself as you listen, but I feel like the tune really transforms from depressing to uplifting. Now, if you understand the lyrics, you'll see that the lyrics do that too. But even if you don't understand Mandarin, you might still get that same sort of feeling just by listening to the music. As always, I'll talk more about the lyrics after we get back from listening to this song. But coming up is Mian Xiang Ziji by Hello Nico. Thank you. 
Okay, so that song was 面向自己 or facing oneself. She sings about how she can't see herself, like how she can't even see her own outline. She's not sure of who she is and is a mess of conflicting feelings. Like I said before, there is some nice string instruments throughout this piece. And later on, Dorian sings about how she needs to admit her own weaknesses to understand herself. And following with the more uplifting trend of the song, in the end, she's able to see her own outline, be able to see herself. And realizing that you understand yourself more than anyone else. And so it's really important to be able to listen to yourself. So I really like that these songs have messages that probably are applicable to just about anyone. Because we've all gone through similar feelings. Now the next song that we have coming up also takes some of these themes of self-discovery and not really knowing what direction to go in. The name of this next beat that I have coming up for you is which I guess kind of comes across as replace your skin with your soul and spirit. Kind of an interesting concept. Uh, let's see if you find the song just as interesting.
Okay, so that was Yong Ling Huan Jiao Huan Pi Fu Zhi Shang. The lines in this song talk about dealing with the feelings of loss of trust and loneliness, feeling like life is a game that you just can't win no matter how long you play it. And I guess just trying to find how do you really play the game of life? How do you really find out what the truth is, whether that's in the world and in others, or maybe most importantly within yourself? In the last few lines, she keeps singing, That's not me, it's not me. And I really kind of like the guitar riff at that point. All right, now for the next song coming up, we have Gui Ge Hua de Cheng Shi, Xiang Pin Yuan, which translates to standardized cities, products, and people. So I feel like you can probably guess in what direction this is going in. It's definitely more of a critical piece of living life in the city surrounded by so many people, all these advertisements and consumerism, how that sort of shapes us into thinking that there's this type of person that we all need to be. What's pretty cool is that Dorian talks to the audience in the middle of this song, which I think is sort of an interesting technique. If you want to know what she's talking about, you'll have to wait till after the song. Here it is, Gui Ge Hua de Cheng Shi, Shang Ping Yuan. Enjoy!
Okay, so honestly, I feel like there's a lot to cover in terms of the content of the lyrics of that last song. Kind of talking about how life, and I guess especially life in the city, is a huge prison. And that we're sort of taught that if you want to have the best for yourself, you actually need to forget your individuality. That we're not supposed to struggle against this mold. The ideal is that everyone is the same. She says we wear the same outfits. Everything's so standardized with the way that we get to work. It's almost like as if our lives are arranged for us with a start time. And once you get started, you're not allowed to stop. You can't go faster than the speed of life, I guess, or you can't slow down. I don't know exactly who this they is, but Dorian sings how they start manipulating the mind to tell you right and what's wrong. And this is going to keep us from what's discovering what's really beautiful about ourselves. Now I have one more song coming up for you. This song is called Chuzo, which means walking out or away. I really like the gentleness of Dorian's voice in this song. She starts out kind of thinking, oh, like, what's this feeling I'm having? I feel like there are some things that I haven't completed. The world is moving too fast. It's kind of deteriorating too quickly and she can't keep up with it. She's kind of torn between dreaming and reality. But something comes to her that tells her that she needs to be brave, take on adventures. Nobody really knows what's going to be coming in this new world. We just need to go. We need to move forward. And I especially like her line at the end, which says, perhaps there's nobody who I'm going to be able to change in my lifetime. But at least I know that I've changed my own world. 
Anyway, that's all that we have time for today on Behind the Beats. I'm Emma Banak. Stay tuned to listen to this last song by Hello Nico. And tune in again next week to hear a brand new band on Behind the Beats. See you then.
Thank you for tuning in to Radio Taiwan International, Taiwan's national broadcaster. We hope you enjoyed our programs. You can catch all of our latest news, audio, and video features on our website at en.rti.org.tw. Again, go to our website en.rti.org.tw for engaging news, videos, and programs about Taiwan. If you like to hang out on social media, RTI is there too. Our Facebook URL is Radio Taiwan International. And you can watch our engaging video features, including the weekly news magazine program Taiwan Insider, on our YouTube channel, RTI English. Again, our YouTube channel is RTI English. For those who enjoy the Twitter sphere, our handle for Taiwan Insider is at Taiwan Insider. For RTI English, it's at Radio Taiwan underscore ENG. And if you'd like to enjoy us on your smartphone, just download our app RTI to go. That's one of the best ways to enjoy all our news, videos, and programs. That's RTI to go. If you're a shortwave listener, we have two channels in Asia. For South Asia, tune into 6100 kilohertz from 1600 to 1700 UTC. To Southeast Asia, you can hear us on 15320 kilohertz from 0300 to 0400 UTC. We would love to know what you think of our programs. Email us at english at rti.org.tw. Thank you again for tuning in to Radio Taiwan International. Music